Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give everyone listening a desire to get into your word and to get to know you on an intimate basis. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 5, beginning in verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life. Her ways are unstable. You do not know them. Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one. Lest aliens be filled with your wealth, and your labors go down to the house of a foreigner, and you mourn at last, when your flesh and your body are consumed and say, How I have hated instruction, and my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, and running water from your own well? Should your fountains be dispersed abroad? Streams of water in the streets. Let them be only your own, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving deer and a graceful doe, let her breasts satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. He shall die for lack of instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. Friends, I'm going to take a close look at verse 22. Verse 22 of Proverbs 5 says, His own iniquities entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. 
Friends, I don't really like talking about the evil or the wicked man all that much because that is not who I am anymore, and I really don't believe it's the general audience that I attract on this podcast. But there are people who basically are evil people. When I think about this one verse, I'm kind of led to think about people who break the law. And many times, people who break the law, they are found out, and they end up going to jail. But this verse is not only talking about people who break the law. This is talking about people who do people wrong. So let's say, for example, someone cheats his neighbor. It's going to be found out. And when you cheat your neighbor, your neighbor's going to find out about it, and he may confront you about it. He may not confront you about it, but the odds are he's probably going to mention what you did to somebody else, and then you'll develop a bad reputation. It could be someone getting in a habit of lying to people. And that's the kind of thing many people just don't think lying is all that bad. But lying has to do with trust. And if people find out that you lie to them or they lie to you, then it's hard to trust people like that. And lying is one of the seven things that God absolutely hates. So I'm just going to plant this seed out there. If that is you, and every once in a while you tend to stretch the truth, or you may give a little white lie, and you think it's okay, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'll tell them what they want to hear, even though it's not the truth. Friends, it will come back to haunt you. I'm believing that. So anyway, what this verse is telling us basically is he is caught in the cords of his sin. So if you do things that are wrong, evil, what have you, many, many times it will come back to haunt you. Today we're going to continue our study on Matthew's Gospel. Today we're going to be looking at chapter 9, and I'm going to basically give a broad perspective of this chapter. Beginning in the first few verses of chapter 9, my Bible is titled, Jesus Forgives and Heals a Paralytic. And I'm not going to read this passage of Scripture. I'm just going to say that Jesus was not prejudiced when it came to healing. He healed everybody. And this particular passage, he is dealing with a man who is paralyzed. And so um, these people brought this paralyzed man to Jesus on a stretcher because he was paralyzed and unable to walk on his own. And I really like Jesus's introduction to this man. He says, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And this was in a public place. 
and there were some scribes there. Now, scribes were the people who wrote down information and things, and a lot of times they tended to either work for the rabbi or they had to do with the Sanhedrin. So basically, you know, they were they kept tabs on the things that were going on, but these scribes said, this man blasphemes. You know, who can heal anybody except God? And so um, that did not go very well. But Jesus says, which one's better, to say your sins are forgiven you or stand, rise, and go your way? Take a, pick up your mat and go. <coughs> so Jesus healed this man. And for, sure enough, he walked away under his own power. The second part is entitled Matthew the Tax Collector. And I went over this in detail two weeks ago today. And that was when I was introducing you to Matthew. And this is when Jesus comes to the tax collector's booth and says, come, follow me. And he immediately followed him. The next passage talks about Jesus is questioned about fasting. <coughs> and this is one of the ones I really kind of like. But they said, well, why, why doesn't the disciples of Jesus fast? And Jesus said, when the bridegroom is there, you don't, you don't fast. So Jesus is considering himself the bridegroom. In other words, he is taking care of the church. He's responsible for the church, and he considers himself the groom, and the church here would be the bride. But this is where they talk about uh, new wine and wine skins and old wine, and old wine skins. And I just kind of want to point this out, because when you change your ways and you make that decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, my interpretation of this passage right here in Matthew chapter 9 is that sometime when you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you are going to have to leave some things behind. And I've mentioned this on a number of occasions on this podcast, but sometimes you need to let certain people that you have associated with and actually maybe even been good friends with, sometimes you need to just leave them behind. The Bible says, behold, old things are passed away, all things are become new. So you can't really mix your old life with your new life. And that's what it's saying here. If you have an old wine skin, you don't want to put new wine in it because it may burst it. So you have to be careful. Once you make that decision, you cross over the hump and say, yes, I have dedicated my life to Jesus. I want to live my life for him you're going to have to change some of the things that you used to do. This next portion is called A Girl Restored to Life and a Woman Healed. And I like this story. This is the woman with the issue of blood. She's had this issue of blood for 12 years, and it never has stopped. And she's tried over and over and over again, and in another gospel, it gives a little bit more details about this. But one of the things about this one particular woman, as she had squandered all of her money, 
to try to better herself and to try to get healed of this condition. She had spent everything. And I believe it's in Mark's gospel, it said not only had she not gotten better, but she actually had tended to get worse. So she spent all of her money, but she had the faith. And I really like this, so we're going to begin in verse 20. And it says, And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. I just think that is awesome. And this is what Jesus did on a regular basis. Since we have been in the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7, in chapter 8, we learned healing, healing, healing. And in this particular chapter, Jesus heals a paralytic. He heals a woman with an issue of blood. Let's go to verse 23 and see what happens next. When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, Make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. Jesus raised this young girl from the dead. And this is the type of thing that Jesus did on a regular basis. The next part says, two blind men are healed. I'd like to read verses 28 through 30. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Friends, a lot of it has to do with our faith. A lot of it has to do with what we believe. But many people during Jesus' time believe that he could heal them. That's why when they heard that Jesus would be coming, all of their family, they brought these people here, and as many as they brought were healed. So it is awesome. Jesus was in the healing business, and he's still in the healing business today. But the next passage, it says, A mute man speaks. Now, a mute man is someone who does not utter sounds. There may be some muffled sounds that come out of a person, but it's not a language. It's not words, but Jesus simply spoke to the person. And when the demon was cast out, now this person happened to be demon-possessed. And Jesus often did this with people 
who had a demon living inside of them. Now, in our society today, we tend to believe that this stuff doesn't happen today. But I believe that it still does. I believe there are people who are demon-possessed. In our eyes, when we see someone like this, we just sit there and think that they're weird. But there are some people that are possessed by demons, and we can still expel them, but we have to know what the condition is. And we can, as Christians, because Jesus set this example for us, if Jesus could do it, we can do it. And I know this is where some people listening today may argue that he was Jesus. Yes, and listen to this, he came as Jesus, and yet he did not do anything as a deity when he was on earth. He did everything as a man. And I do want to read a bit from the last portion here. It says the compassion of Jesus. So I'm going to read beginning in verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And friends, this is the same case that we live in today. There are many people who are hurting out there and have need of the Savior, Jesus Christ. We are the laborers. We are the ones that have been chosen to speak to this current and present generation. We are the ones that are to display the love of God to them and to share the good news. What I'd like to do, the call to action today, <clears throat> I'm going to be going over this again, but what I'd like for you to do is just imagine what it must have been like to have people, just this one chapter, a paralyzed man brought on a stretcher in front of Jesus and watching Jesus heal this man talking about a woman with an issue of blood for over 12 years. Bang! All she had to do was touch the hem of his garment, and she was whole. Two blind men healed. Why were they healed? Because they believed Jesus had the power to do it. A mute man speaks. He was demon-possessed. Jesus expelled that demon and he immediately began to talk. And finally, in this last passage where it says, he healed every sickness and every disease. It's no wonder the multitudes surrounded Jesus and followed him 
wherever he went. The suggested scripture reading today is to read Proverb number five. And when you read Proverb number five, it talks about the perils of adultery. I didn't want to talk about that today, but it's very familiar. It's one of the few Proverbs that talk about the destructive things that can happen in your life if you fall into that temptation and go after a harlot. And finally, I would like for you to reread in its entirety the ninth chapter, which we went over today. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day, and I'd like for you to join me as well as a guest, and we will be going over a testimony that you'll really enjoy tomorrow. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and you set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. Yet, you were willing to die on a cross, and by dying on that cross, you have forgiven me of all of my sins. Jesus, I recognize I am a sinner, and I have need of a Savior. I ask that you come into my heart. I invite you to come in to lead me and guide me from this point forward. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you have any questions about anything you heard on this podcast today, or if you repeated that prayer, I ask that you go to my new website. It's called wisdomtodaybk.com. BK is my initials, Bill Kelly. There is a contact tab at the top of that page. I'd like for you to click on that tab, give me your name, write any questions you have, or inform me that you said that decision, and I will be happy to get back with you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you, friends. I will see you tomorrow with a special guest.